Hey everyone, we are excited to be back with you all. It's been a minute and we have another guest for you guys to meet. Her name is Amber Getz and we call her the SEO Sherpa. She's got a lot of nicknames, but for us, SEO Sherpa for sure. All right. Well, you guys are going to get nicknames from me. And she has a cool motorcycle that she rides, which is awesome. <laughs> okay. Shelby, how did you get to know Amber? Oh, so I met Amber at our local BNI, and she really is the SEO Sherpa, <laughs> SEO queen. So she knows her stuff. She invests a lot of time and money into learning more about SEO and learning things that can better help her clients. So she knows her stuff. Yeah. And so for those of you that are just learning about SEO, SEO is search engine optimization. It's super important for you to organically rank and everybody loves that free traffic that you get to your website that converts to bookings. So Amber, tell us a little bit about yourself and let us know um, how you got so good at SEO. <laughs> okay. So I've been in the digital marketing space since 1997. I literally learned how to code in text edit. Yeah, it was when Shelby was born. Wow, that's so you were a tiny baby. Was it June 24th? Um, I think it was in the summer-ish time. Weird. Anyway, it's right after high school. Wow, I graduated high school and you weren't born. That's crazy. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I started building websites just literally in, in like text edit, like HTML straight and kind of have seen all the different you know, trends and drag and drop builders and Dreamweaver. That was a thing, you know, it still is to, for some people, but um, it's been a really interesting ride to see how websites have be, have become this like all-inclusive, you know, necessary part of business where in the beginning, I remember going door to door in the beginning of my company trying to sell web design to people. And I actually had a guy tell me in 2005 that he didn't need a website because the internet was a fad. He said that to me. He's like, that internet's a fad. And I was like, whoa. That's crazy. Guy, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But the one thing that's, you know, kind of always been there, it's, it's not a trend, is search engine optimization, SEO. You know, how how are people finding your business? How are you, you know, ranking? Like, how are your competitors coming up? And so I guess I have always tried to stay on top of educating myself and making sure that I am aware of the the ever-changing trends in web design and yeah i think the newest ones that we're starting to notice is just ranking for and building for mobile first i mean even looking at our data 60 70 percent of our clients are booking from their phone and it's and it's kind of a niche area that might not be for every vertical but at least for the travel space they're not normally taking their laptops or desktop computers with them when they travel so they're looking on their phones, right? When they're out and about for things to do. So no, that's a, that's a great point. And it's funny. I was kind of smiling when you're talking because you are the first client I've ever had that like kind of wanted the site built mobile first, first, usually I build a website and then it's like, okay, now let's work on mobile responsiveness. And it was really hard to do, to, to put myself in that state of mind. Um, and there were some fun challenges, but I think it's, it's, it's genius, especially in the industry that you're in. Um, you're right. Like who's pulling out their laptop when they're on vacation with their family and the kids are like, we're bored. What are we going to do? They're, they're not. They're pulling out their phone. Yeah. So for a lot of outfitters, we recommend just taking a look at where you're at, um, what 
industry you're in and all of us as outfitters are in a very similar industry and space. So really understanding where your customers are looking for you and what device they're using is really important. But then also where SEO comes into play, and you can talk a little bit more about this, Amber, is it's important for them to realize what is on their page is super important because when Google is crawling their site or looking at their site, they're going to take those phrases and keywords to learn and understand what products or offerings or value you're actually providing to the customers that are going to your website. So um, if you want to talk a little bit about the importance of on-page SEO, I think that's something that's somewhat overlooked. A lot of people build their websites and just add descriptions. It's the first time they wrote it. They put it down. It looks good enough. So they hit submit, post it. There's their website. But what kind of things should an outfitter be looking at when writing the content on their website? Okay. So there's a, there's a lot to this. So I'll try to stay super high level um, to not get into the weeds. But I think some of the first things an outfitter can do is open up Google and just do some do some searches, just kind of play. You know, if you live here, you know, we're near like Tokerville Falls. We were talking about this yesterday. How do I see Tokerville Falls? And, you know, and kind of see what Google is sort of feeding you as you type it in. That's actually like a huge, huge trick right there is like if you type in, how do I get to Tokerville and then it says falls in a UTV. You know what I mean? Then you know Google's showing you because that's actually something people are already actively typing. Another really big trick is when you do your search, you figure out what that key phrase is that you want to see who's ranking for. There's that fun little section that pops up now called people also ask. And it's like just questions. That is another incredible way to get ideas for content. So it might say like, what are some things I can see along the way to Tokerville Falls? Like, Okay, that is a great piece of content right there. So you can take that, head over to your, you know, your writing program or Chat GPT, whatever you're using. And we probably should talk a little bit about Chat GPT. I feel like, yeah, Chat um, GPT. <laughs> um, and then you know that's that's one part of it. If if you've got this site that's functioning well and you have the ability to get in and customize your descriptions, something else we got to talk about a little bit, like the, how much you you can do in your own site. Um, you need to make sure that your main offering is always present throughout your content. So it's not only on the pages, it's it's in the, the meta description, it's in the title of your site. You know, each of your page clearly defines what what your product is that you're offering and why you're the best at it. And like you said, you know, there's there's other ways too, you know, making sure that it's in your Google listing description, making sure that it's in the names of your images. Like you really have to think through your content, not just start writing out the gate. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on, I mean, you mentioned having obviously the main offering be very present on your website, but when it comes to your other offerings, should you have all of those just on one main domain? Or what are your thoughts on having other domains to help with the SEO? Because I know you've worked with us on creating multiple domains with the different offerings that we have, right? So what's the importance? with that because there's some people that just have one domain, right? And Mm -hmm. they may be able to utilize um, other domains to rank higher on SEO. Yeah. So what you're referring to is a keyword heavy domain or keyword focused domain. So, you know, I'm going to keep using Tokerville Falls because it gives us something to go back to. But if, if someone's, if you see that there's a specific amount of traffic going to like one tour location that you offer or one type of vehicle that you offer rentals for, 
you should look at buying a domain that's driven like directly to that. So like Tokerville Falls Tours would be a really beneficial domain to have where you can build out a landing page. It's going to be similar to a website, but it's going to be just honestly like a really keyword heavy driven landing page that has a call to action that has booking information, maybe some reviews, you know, all the things a website has, but it's like just about what that person's focusing on. Yeah. And I don't think people realize how connected everything is. So if you're on Google Maps, it's it's kind of funny because Google set up, they're really smart about how they set up a way for user generated content to match up with what is highly ranked and connects with your website. So to Amber's example, Tokerville Falls, there's a tourist attraction pin on that location. And if you look at these tourist attraction pins or even your business, Google My Business pin, you're going to see reviews. They're going to pull out keywords from those reviews because they know that customers are organically writing those and they're going to be very honest. And they're going to pull out words from those that you're going to start ranking for. They also have that question section. So they've got questions and answers that are people are asking about your business. And that's where it's tied together. You mentioned even on the homepage of Google when you search Tokerville Falls, those questions might link up to what Google displays there too. Like what else is there to do near Tokerville Falls? Or what should I take to Tokerville Falls? Can I drive a normal car to Tokerville Falls? Yeah. All those questions and answers, they're going to pull keywords from that. But what they're doing is they're taking that all that content, that hyper-focused content, and looking at those pins and what people, how people per- perceive your business is more important than how you perceive your business. And so you have to realize, what do I need to rank for so that when people are searching for me, they find me instead of trying to create verbiage that maybe they don't understand. A big one for me was learning that people search ATV mm-hmm. a lot more than UTV. And I, it drives me crazy because we don't rent <laughs> ATVs, yeah. but the world thinks we do. So in order to sell them, <laughs> UTVs, <laughs> we rent them ATVs. They do. Yeah. I had a family member say, oh, is that that ATV thing you have? And I'm like, no, it's a UTV. God. Yeah. Come yeah. On. Yeah. <laughs> Which is totally fine. But that's goes back to your point of yeah. really focusing on your main offering. A lot of outfitters they test out new products and there's nothing bad about testing out a new product. But when you tend to put that on a very important spot on your homepage, you somewhat drive down your main offering. If you, if you, for us, like our main offering side by sides, we have jet skis, we have boats, we have slingshots, but not as high of quantities of vehicles in those areas. So our main offering is always upfront center the biggest most important thing on our page because that drives the most revenue and creating these other specific landing pages helps when trying to give somebody a unique offer yeah and to rank for very specific keyword i think another thing that i i wanted to jump in and say is knowing like you said you know finding out people search something you didn't think they'd search that's where Google Analytics comes in or, you know, just any kind of tool that you might have or prefer. Google Analytics is probably going to be your best bet to see, like, how are people getting there and what are they actually typing in? Because to your point, they're most likely typing something that you didn't even consider. And whether you like it or not, or you want to phrase something that way or not, it's really smart to give the consumer what they're looking for. That's the plan. Yeah. And a lot of outfitters tend to think, well... (laughs) And it's been a while, right? So a lot of domains are taken. And what they don't realize is you you need to get creative with your domains and look around you and find tourist attractions that are 
really high ranking for us. It's Sand Hollow. People come to St. George to visit Sand Hollow. So knowing this, you can look at not just the Sand Hollow phrase, but combining it with what you offer. So for us, we have some land- landing pages that are sandhollowatv.rentals. And it doesn't always have to be .com, right? There's .co, .com, and for our vertical, .tours and .rentals seems to work really well for us as well. Yes. So on that topic, I would say for keyword research and analysis, you're going to find that you might rank for like a bunch of keywords, but then there's some that perform better than others. But also you're going to need to understand that your competitors, wherever you are, like they're going to rank for similar keywords as well. So talk a little bit about like with the importance of SEO, doing keyword research with a little bit of awareness of what your competitors are ranking for. Yeah. So there's many tools out there. Um, I like to use Ahrefs for this specific reason. You can see, you could plug in your own site, your competitor sites, and see what they're ranking for, what their rank is, and kind of analyze, is there an opportunity there to, to jump in or maybe like you know, see like, is there somewhere in here where I can be competitive? And usually there is, usually there's like a big gap where there's, you know, maybe there's like two or three keywords that they are ranking for, but they're ranking, they're they're like ninth on Google. Like, okay, cool. There's an opportunity here to jump in. Um, A big mistake a lot of people make is they, they want to rank for like the big one, you know, they want to be like the whatever tours.com. And like, that's unrealistic. It is because especially if you have like a newer site or a newer approach to cleaning up your SEO, you're, you're going to have a harder time ranking for something that's like a really hard to rank for keyword. And you can figure out what those are when using some of these tools. It'll tell you like this keyword is really hard to rank for. You want to you wanna shoot for anything that's like 30 and under. That's, that's the fastest way to rank for something is look for keywords that are considered easy and then jump in and um, start making content. And for those people that don't know a whole lot about SEO or marketing, what, like, why is it important to rank, you know? Because in terms, just if someone had no idea about any of this, why is it important? Well, I mean, that's the goal is organic rankings. Sure, you can you can buy keywords and put marketing money towards that, but if you can organically rank for things, obviously there's you know you're not you're not putting something out to get that return on investment. Well, and by ranking, it just means being more visible in yeah. your website, right? Your so visibility, Google, things yeah. to do in your area, or what you have to offer. You are on the first page because yes. if you're any other pages, like for me, I never look at the second or third page. If you ain't first, you're last. Exactly. That's what Ricky Bobby said. Yeah. So I think it's important just to to take a note on that just because for me, when I first learned about it, I'm like, what does ranking even mean? Like, why does it matter? Mm-hmm. You know? No, that's so. a good question. Yeah. Like, and, and that's why some of these tools are valuable because you can see where the rank is exactly and, and kind of grow each month. You get excited. Like I get excited when reports come in for clients like, I'll send them. I've sent them to you, or I'm like, look, we've moved up four spots for this word. Like, I get so jacked up about it. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So, in a lot of outfitters, I get it. Like, I I graduated in marketing, so it's easy for me to understand this stuff. But for for keywords, if you're organically ranking, you're going to be getting certain types of customers, and they're the best types because they cost you the least amount of money to find. There's paid media. And that's going to find you a different customer segment. And there's also different channels that you can use besides your website to get customers. But ultimately, all these little pieces work together to create a high top line for your business. So 
if you're missing SEO and you're missing the organic play, it, it definitely is a long-term strategy for your business because it's something that you can't really get rapidly. You can do a really good job to grow it quickly, but it takes it does take some time to get ranked on Google or any other search engine. Yeah. The length that you've owned a domain is, as well is important to consider. So for for Mad Moose, madmoosereynolds.com is your, I would imagine, one of your oldest domains. And that already gives it so much authority. So it is smart to have your main website, keep that main website, but you can also use these niche landing pages to link back to that, which make that site even more powerful in the in the domain authority world, you know, how long that site's been around and how many sites are linking at it. Yeah, it may be changing your mindset to thinking, okay, I have a website, so I'm done. Yeah. That's that's a phrase that I hear sometimes like, oh, we've got our website, it's built and Hear it all and time. they think that's like the <laughs> end of it. So for us, I mean, to help you shift your mindset, I would think of a website as in old school terms, like a billboard. And when you drive down the highway, if you have one billboard along the highway, you're going to have, you know, Ricky Bobby see it or whoever you talked about before. They're going to see that billboard and they might book. But chances are, if you have like 20 billboards, in a very specific area, I could have billboards, you know, in some random state, like in Texas or something, but it wouldn't do me any good because my location's in Utah. So not only having billboards out there, but having strategically placed billboards or websites that people are going to see, and you want that highway to be full of your customers. And you want to update your billboards because you don't want your billboard to yeah. get faded. Oh, it'll get faded over time for yeah, sure. Yeah. In St. George, like, the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's a really good analogy that kind of is easy to understand, I yeah. think. If you have a billboard out there, you want that thing to be lit at night, you want it to stand out, you want it to have really nice images, really short, concise keywords, and a way for them to book. Yeah. And you don't want it way off in some Neverland, fourth, fifth page, or some other state. Like You want it right at your location. Agreed. So I think we should talk about ChatGPT. How can outfitters use this to their advantage or how are you using this for SEO? Okay, chat GPT. Um, it's funny. I'm like, when is anyone ever going to stop talking about chat GPT? Probably not because it seems like it's just going to be They might. They've got um, Bard from Google. Let's see if he uh, does oh, anything. Yeah. That's their AI yeah. name for uh, Google now. Yeah, well, you gotta have a competitor. On Bard? That. That's Bard. the best they can come up with? Yeah, Bard. I thought it was I mean, a pretty they came good up name. With Google, so I think they're just trying to mess with us. I don't know. They probably the asked it what it wanted to be named. Oh, my name is Bard. <laughs> That's what it said. <laughs> um, okay, so ChatGPT is this, obviously, if you haven't used it, it's this incredible tool that I feel like, if used the right way, um, can obviously, like, not only help you with content creation, but kind of spark a lot of creativity. I think my favorite way to use it is in prompts, like give me five topics about this, whatever, this location or this service and speak in a tone towards people on vacation, you know, so you can kind of get it to do a lot of that thinking for you. And I don't know, for me coming up with new content, sometimes just that whole part, that inspiration of like, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I don't know if anyone cares what I have to write or, you know, just get kind just of that first spark, right? Yeah, to exactly. And so then it shoots out all this amazing stuff to you, which you're like, okay, cool. And then you got to take those ideas, like say it gives you like five blog topics, five articles to post about. 
then you need to go, okay, how do these coincide with the keywords that I'm trying to rank for or the keywords I'm already ranking for the ones maybe I'm, maybe I'm ranking like an eight and I want to jump it up. Like that's, so that's all a part of the strategy is figuring out, you know, how can you use this tool? Don't let it replace you because you are the, you are the authority and you are the pro in your space, but you can take that information that it spits out and, you know, make it mesh with everything aligned with your keyword strategy. And, um, Obviously, I suggest going in and humanizing the voice a little bit because a lot of times I see content that's repetitive come out of it. And I think that that's probably, I mean, that's just, it's AI, you know, it's not a, it's not a human being. Um, yeah. Yeah. I saw a TikTok yesterday of a girl who put in her like resignation and her boss wanted her to stay for like an extra month. And so she asked ChatGPT to respond to the email saying that she doesn't want to be broken poor or sad and poor for another month. And it literally used the verbiage of, because I can't be sad and poor for another month. Yeah. Like, so I think it is, it is important to like humanize it, yeah, right? Like it's, it. it's a good yeah. tool to use. I use it to make my like meal plan for the week, which is awesome because Ooh. the dreaded question is like, what's for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. I'm bored of everything. Chat GPT. So, I bet Bard has better ideas for dinner. Yeah, Bard. Bard. Bard sounds like a chef from France. Chef Bardardy. (laughs) It all makes sense. Yeah, I think the changing landscape. It's it's ever changing with SEO. I wouldn't recommend like overthinking it too much. A big thing is Google really and other search engines. They just want helpful content for people, and so. If the intention is to have helpful content that then leads to your customers having a really good experience at your location, that's what you have to have in the back of your mind when writing these articles, because it's not just about jamming it full of keywords and putting it out there and hope it sticks because people don't you know, read that information or necessarily like it because they don't find it helpful. But the most successful articles that I've seen out there are very niche. They're very helpful. They're very direct. And they give the customer some sort of freemium type of information that is really helpful when planning their trips. If you think about the customers when they're calling and asking you information, a lot of customers, I bet for a lot of you are saying, okay, I've got this booked. You guys are the first thing I looked at. What else can I do in the area? So providing them with that information on your website or beforehand, or even setting up, you know, we can talk about link building a little bit, but setting up relationships with other things to do in your area is really important because that's going to naturally be helpful to your customers and that's going to give them a lot of value and that's what will help you rank well. So with that being said, let's talk a little bit about building links and why it's important to not only have just your information on your site, but also have links to other sites that also rank well. Yeah. What do you think about the link? I love the link. Are we talking about the hotel in Vegas? I think she just liked that it rhymed. Oh, what I think about the link. Okay, got it. Yeah, what you think about the link? We should do like a rap song. Um, Link building is probably the most important aspect to SEO and the hardest, which is a bummer. Um, But there's there's some helpful tools out there that can assist you in like getting information to maybe get in contact with 
related, I guess, vendors or service providers, like in the tourism space. So say you're, you know, you've got this great piece of content that is about the adventures you're going to provide when this family arrives in your area. And you're like, man, I really need a good quality link, someone to link into this article because that'll make your content a little more powerful in the search engine's eyes. You can reach out just human to human, reach out and say, hey, we want, I want to do a link exchange with you. There's that. There's tools that'll get you the information to reach those people. Um, one thing I would say to shy away from is, is buying links. Or if you do buy links, you need to be super, super cautious and vet the information because most of the, I mean, if you just do a quick search on like buy, buy backlinks, you're going to get all this junk basically that especially if you do it um, on fiverr or something yeah, like that don't do, don't do anything on Fiverr. i don't know <laughs> um so if, if you do a search on like buy backlinks you'll see all this junk come up and it's basically you know these kind of scammy really sites that sure they might sell you links but you need the, the links need to be from a quality source they need to be from a quality website that's built well that's you know doing all the same work as you and is relevant to your industry you know don't get links from like if you you know you do off-road tours, don't get links from like a puppy store because that's, Google's going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> how does that fit together? Yeah. These guys are lot. This isn't relevant. This is not good. We allow it, dogs on our tour though. Well, so. okay, fine. <laughs> but it's not relevant. It's not relevant. Yeah. And it just will make you look bad. It actually can lower, you know, the quality score of your domain, which you don't want. Yeah. When you're looking at backlinks, you want backlinks with people that share your customer type. And those are those are kind of the best backlinks to have because they're the same people that are part of maybe your lookalike audience in Google Ads. They're the same type of person that will book, you know, a zipline adventure that's close to you, along with a side-by-side tour or a slingshot. And luckily, like a lot of outfitters have a variety of product offerings. And you can also build an article that relates to all of your product offerings and link those specific landing pages for each landing page that's there. So it doesn't always have to be with somebody else, but if you create good articles for yourself, that works too. But ultimately you do want to um, create those relationships. We have a whole affiliate program through Rise that we offer and write out and spell out for you that teaches you how to go out and find affiliates that can just send referral customers to you. And we put out those booking links and a short description and images that they can use. So when you're reaching out to do backlinks, we also have like a, a branded media kit. And I think that's important because it teaches them a little bit about maybe your SEO or what keywords you want to rank for or your product descriptions. So we send out the images, a little bit of a description, the unique links, and that helps kind of create consistency of our content across the board when creating those relationships. But yeah, link building. It's it's more work than you think sometimes. Yeah. It's a, it, and the, the better quality your site is and the content on your site, the easier it's going to be for someone that's well-versed in SEO to go, yes, we'll link back to you. Yeah. And to your point with being careful about it, there are sites that you can get linked to that hurt your domain authority. Yeah, it's just sites that already rank for spam or something like that. Like we were talking before about that. You don't want to link up with stuff or buy like maybe a set package that says, hey, we'll provide you a thousand links because it's a high chance that those will actually hurt your domain authority. Yep. So we've talked about a lot with SEO and we definitely haven't covered 
everything. We've kind of covered about three to four topics really Mm -hmm. that deal with SEO. So with, with an outfitter or with anyone in the tours and attraction space, what would you recommend? Where, where should they start? How can they start on their own? At what point do they actually need to start spending money to, to do something like this? Okay. I think first, first and foremost, and I think it's the question I ask everyone is, you know, where is your, where is your website hosted and built? You know, if you are at a kind of do it yourself with limited access to the back end, then you need to reevaluate. It's, it's going to be a good idea to get off there. You know, a lot of these do it yourself tools are, are great and they look fine, but there's not a lot of back end technical stuff you can do, which there's technical SEO and then front end SEO, which we didn't really even get into technical. Um, and with some of these do it yourselfers, you can't, you can't get in and get as granular with the code as you will need to. Um, and you want to, because how Google perceives your site from the code is just as important how it, how it sees the content on your site. Um, so that's step one. Uh, from there, I think it's a good idea to get some sort of an analysis of what you're ranking for. You know, what you're ranking for, what are your competitors ranking for? Is that where you want to be? You know, and kind of think through the strategy there because maybe your your ranking is not what you want at all. Then you got to go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, what's the content I need to get myself out of this place and to where I want to be? And it's very telling because you can pull up tools and see what you're ranking for. Yeah. And you'd be surprised what comes up sometimes. You're like, wow, wow. Google really People. thinks that I offer that. Yeah. I remember thinking that because we had random stuff. <laughs> you especially had Mad with the Moose name. Living. <laughs> yeah, especially with the name like Moose. Like we just had weird stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so. but, and, and that's just the algorithm, right? Like trying to figure out like, is this related to this company? Is it? Yeah, so it's good to clarify to keep your content really clear. Yeah, and there's tools that you can buy into or software that can that you can use to take a look at it. But at the same time, it's it's almost easier to stay in your space as an owner and, and do what you do well. And then find somebody like Amber who can use tools that she's already paid for and using and just leverage those to give you the information that you're looking for as well. So depending on how much time you have and your team and the size of your business, if you're just getting started, you definitely want to go into this looking at your site and saying, okay, let's find out what we're ranking for. Cause if I'm not getting customers, there's something missing there that, yeah. that is important to understand. And it just takes a little bit of time to get it fixed. And then people start to find you again. Yeah. And then you're kind of, not that it, you know, you don't have to continually work on SEO because SEO doesn't really ever end. And Google makes changes all the time to how they're ranking things and how the algorithm algorithm's working. So it's really important to have someone in your back pocket that kind of understands those things and can say, hey, so this is a new thing that's happening. Like I just learned yesterday in the course that I'm currently taking that Google is going to stop prioritizing sites that are mobile responsive, which is insane to me. And it doesn't mean we shouldn't still care about mobile responsiveness, but they're just now seeing that it's not that important anymore. They're like fully switching to like content, which makes sense. All the chat GPT stuff and all this, you know, things coming out. But yeah. I thought that was really interesting. It used to be like if you weren't mobile responsive, Google's you're getting dinged already. But now they're just kind of forgoing that, which is really odd to me. But I don't know, maybe it'll probably change again. In, yeah. You know, and it's like months. it's still like a part of it, but it's just not like the priority. So riding those waves of priorities that you know that they're putting attention on. But it is a priority from a user experience. If someone gets on your site on their phone on on the road trip and it doesn't work on their phone, they're done, they're out. So 
you know, yeah, we got to care what Google cares about. We got to care about all the things. So. Ultimately, once you get an idea of of what you want on your site, and it really helps with product development too. Like we looked at some of the ones we mentioned, Tokerville Falls, and we created a specific product for that just because people were searching for that. So it let us know, like, we better create a tour specifically for this. And it's sold really, really well. So it helps with product creation. It's not just for ranking. The The next step is I would say, look at look at your site, look at other domains and research them and see what you can find that you can buy that's really specific and niche. And if you have a high ranking keyword, look for domains that include that. But then also a lot of outfitters use Fair Harbor for their site or um, just because they like every outfitter uses a Fair Harbor. And we just kind of went through that process of Fair Harbor also building us another landing page. So maybe talk a little bit about that. If that's okay, if that's the only site that they have, or if you'd recommend doing another site or, you know, that Fair Harbor site seems to work well, in my opinion, but speak to that variety, I guess, because a lot of people have that one page with Fair Harbor and that's all they've ever done. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think playing in the web development space to see what works best for you, if you can and you have the budget, is smart. There's no reason not to. It's called A-B testing. You know, if if one platform or layout or look or interaction works better than another, then that's information that you should have and you should definitely focus on and, and don't ignore it. So if you have the budget and you have the time and, you know, the the teammates that can help you out there, I don't see why that wouldn't be a good idea. Just don't make me build a website in Wix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the past is the past. Okay. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes it can be confusing when, you know, SEO, do I hire like a specific person for this? How much should I be spending? I think people should be looking for somebody that not technically they need to bring on full time, but they focus, you know, specifically on this. And then, you know, pay people what they're worth. If they're really good at SEO, you know, they're going to be able to do it faster, build it up faster. And like they are what they are worth in their space. So get it set up. Have a purpose when you go and find somebody that is working on SEO and tell them, yeah, tell them what you're looking (laughs) for. Find somebody local and ask them, yeah, ask them for sites that they've worked on and definitely look at their portfolio, their experience. And it's, it's easy to tell when somebody's, you know, if, if they're if they're 500 bucks and they'll do it for you, that's a little on the cheap side. Like most of the time, if they're taking a good look at your business, they're going to be anywhere from 1200 to 1700 for their time, like looking at a specific site or a specific thing that you're going after as a business. Like if you're launching a new product line and want to rank for it, or you found that hot keyword that you want to rank for like that website that you're going to buy that domain and you say, Hey, let's create a strategy and a plan behind this. And it's well worth putting the money behind it. Cause it's that long-term game of you're going to get a lot of customers for it. And that just kind of builds into your whole paid marketing spend and that budget that you set for yourself for paid marketing SEO should be part of it for sure. And whoever you hire should provide like tangible things. You should have metrics that you get to see. You should have a checklist of everything that's been done. So you have that peace of mind, like, okay, cool. All these technical issues are fixed now. 
this is where your keywords are ranking and not ranking, you know, that that should be something that you're receiving at least once a month. I was just going to say that it not only is it important to hire people that are an expert in their field, but the whole point with our Rise program is to allow owner operators to work on their business, not in the business. And so even for Spencer, like him having a background in marketing and even a little bit of SEO, like he, when he started out doing this on his own, but it gets to a point where you need to hire someone, like I mentioned before, that is really good at what they do. So you can focus on what you're good at, which is growing your business and looking at new locations and developing new products and services. Okay, great. Well, we covered a lot today. Super excited for you taking the time to come on the show and we really appreciate it. So any last specific keywords (laughs) that you want (laughs) to say to the outfitters out here? Hmm. Have a marketing plan just in general. I think a lot of people don't do that. Yeah, I like it. Thanks for having me. Yep. Make your plan. Reach out. If you don't have a plan, we will help you make one. So Let's go. It's busy season for a lot of you guys. Exciting times. Keep growing your businesses and we'll see you on the next episode.